to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm here with Ashley O. Hello. And no one else. Yeah. Here is the deal. Guess what? It's E3. Surprise. Did you not know? Uh, you probably knew because you listened to this show and because it has been all over the gaming news. Chelsea is in L.A. at E3. Allegra was actually at CodeCon, because uh, as you know, she works for Vox now. She went to CodeCon and gave a speech, which apparently went really well. She taught people about TikTok and Lil Nas X and Old Town Road. Um, or as we call him in the Apple world, Lil Nas 10. Wow. Was for laughter. We need a, <laughs> Jelani's laughing. We need a mini like <laughs> drum thing in here. <laughs> So it's just seeing me, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Here's what you're about to receive. A podcast about E3 from two people who aren't at E3. How about that? We haven't have we played the new games, Ashley? Nope. Have we watched videos of them? Uh kinda. Yeah. Do we do we know the latest news from our friends on the floor? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Beautiful symphony right there. Yeah. Um, well, we know just as much as everybody else, which, yes, I, I suppose in one sense could be boring because we may know just as much as you listeners. But, but in another way. But in another way, no. A podcast is like hanging out with your friends, we've been told. So now we are your friends who want to talk about E3 with you. We're your well-informed friends about so E3. Well-informed. You're sleep-deprived, um, well-informed friends. I want to also kind of contextualize this for the listeners. Usually, Ashley and I sit next to each other in the studio with Chelsea and Allegra across from us, and we don't look at each other. But because there are two extra seats, I have put myself diagonally from Ashley and I cannot look anywhere but at her, mm -hmm. and it's weird. <laughs> Just think about what it would be like, Simone, if you chose instead to sit across from me. It would just feel like we were visiting, like one of us was visiting the other in prison. Ah! And like we're, you know, your wife's in prison. Shop. Yes. Wow, speaking of wives, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. <laughs> so jumping right in we're jumping right we in gotta I, thought start we were, with the thing. I thought we were doing something else but I am happy to no. open with this the best moment of my life in recent memory anyone uh, who has listened to this show ever or knows you knows that you probably you like exploded during the Square Enix press conference oh yeah I don't know if there was a proper description I suppose it was somewhere between well, there was obviously guttural screaming, not normal yelling or screaming, guttural screaming. And then I almost, or yes, almost threw the laptop off of the the desk because it was plugged in and the cord caught onto the chair when I was going to flip it over. So... <laughs> you were going to flip your chair over? I was, but then, you know, of course, at the last minute, I was like, wait. Chris Grant, editor-in-chief, is in this room. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should not. Uh, to which I did not. But I still screamed. From my perspective and the perspective of the rest of us, uh, we're in the middle of an incredibly boring press conference. And there was about one half musical note. 
and some text. And then I heard this like small but powerful wheeze come from behind <laughs> me. And I turned in my chair and there was Ashley kind of poised as if to strike, to <laughs> leap across the table. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that this is it. This is it. And then there was sort of a a frenzied pounding <laughs> as you <laughs> navigated <laughs> with your electronics. I'm very glad that you remember this because I actually, I think I blacked out. Like, I don't remember <laughs> the trailer and I don't really remember besides that laptop moment. I actually don't remember yeah. the progression or how I reacted. Again, I blacked out. I remember... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were just striking your keyboard and then I... You, Mike McWhorter, our news editor, was like, okay, are you going to write the post? And you just continued striking your keyboard. And then you were like, I'm getting on Twitter. And Mike was like, okay, but are you going to write the post? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, and then he said, okay, but are you going to write the post? And that's when I retracted all of my limbs into the chair and then said, I can't. Oh, yeah, you were like, Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh. So Final Fantasy VIII is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. When? It is coming in 2019. Sometime. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be. So it's going to be on Switch. It's going to also be on PS4 and Xbox One. Fuck so yeah. the thing is, I'm oh cons- I think I'm going to probably have four cop. No. Uh, yeah, you're going to buy four copies of, of this game. Them. Because I have, um, yes, I think I would have four copies. Why? Because I'm definitely getting it for the Switch. I am going to get it on PS4. And the other way that I can also have it slash have now, I don't know why I'm talking this way, is I have it on PS3 because it's a PS1 classic. Yeah. And also I have the discs. Yes. So I need a lot of copies of this game for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the remaster is shocking. It's not a remake. It's just, you know, updated, I think very well from what I've seen in the trailer, updated, you know, in-game mm-hmm. sprites and animations and things like that. Um, But everybody, everyone like looks so good. <laughs> And so beautiful, but then I look at Squall and I'm like, I feel like they gave you a really bad haircut. What? They changed his hair? I think it's it's the same hair, but it sort of looks like maybe he tried to trim it in the bathroom one time. Squall, you can't do that. But it's okay. I I forgive him and I think he's wonderful. Um, So that's going to mean a lot of things. That's going to mean a lot of... I think there's just so much more detail we're going to see. I hope we're actually going to see some fucking hot dogs because they're like almost impossible to actually see in the game until the ending. It's like the the best time you've ever seen the hot dogs is the ending. Like that's also what the ending is for. You're finally like, oh my God, the hot dogs. These are the hot dogs that, that Zell's obsessed with that Zell he ends up to eat choking on because you're, he ate you're too dumb fast. Boy. He's so you're dumb. loud, loud blonde boy. He's like a little, he's like a pup, like a golden retriever. Pup. A yamper. A yamper. Speaking of. Speaking of. Okay. Yeah. So 
Pokemon. Actually, let's just talk about uh, Nintendo's entire deal mm-hmm. because that was the good shit. That for me was the highlight of E3 besides the moment in the Ubisoft conference when they played the Assassin's Creed music and I oh. wept profusely. Um, so it was an emotional moment. Uh, they went through all the titles. They went through all the titles. Were you, you were you were presumably watching the press conference and not the stream that we did, right? Yeah. It was uh well, I saw ugh. I saw the stream that we had but no sound obviously. Oh. But I did I did end up <laughs> seeing a very very teary-eyed teary-eyed Simone. Yeah, they really fucked me. They opened with this beautiful orchestra, and I immediately felt. Sorry, we're just apparently talking about Ubisoft now, and not yeah. Nintendo. But we'll <laughs> we'll come to Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> orchestra, Assassin's Creed Symphony, and I was immediately like, "They're gonna play the fucking family theme, Ezio's family," and yes. I'm gonna weep. But the first shot that they showed was Notre Dame, and like I think uh, like a sound oh. came out of me, like this. A sad little, as if I had been hit, cry oh. came out of my mouth, <gasps> and I just immediately started bawling. Oh. And they went through all the games, and they played the little themes from each one, and it was a really good thing. Did they so. start with? They started with Odyssey. Uh, I think they they did like a montage, mm-hmm. and then they went back um, to AC One, yeah, and went up to Odyssey. Oh, I thought they were counting down because towards the end they were playing Ezio's family theme. What? Maybe I am. I think it oh, was. Oh, no, you. I think you're right. I think you're right. It was in descending order, I'm but I'm not sure that they ever actually landed on the first Assassin's Creed unless I just spaced out. No. They definitely ended with like, uh, not. I, I don't think it was the family theme, but it was, you know, like one of the quintessential Beautiful. songs. Um, I can't remember the names of songs. Nintendo. Oh, yeah. We're transitioning so gracefully. So gracefully. Beautiful. We'll come back to Ubisoft later because there's stuff, other stuff. But now, Nintendo. Their direct yesterday was absolutely fantastic. Um, Fucking Breath of the Wild sequel. Oh. 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 And one more thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just, I, you know, that really, everybody in the room for, you know, that trailer, everyone was saying like, oh, DLC, mm-hmm. it's it's a Breath of the Wild DLC, DLC, what's the name of the DLC? And then they just dropped that bombshell of like, no, it's a full on other game. And I was like, oh, so soon. I'm so, I'm so pumped because it looks, it basically looks like. Link and Zelda post Breath of the Wild after Ganon's been defeated. Not a spoiler. It's a Zelda game. Um, And I presume that they are kind of trying to rebuild the world, basically, after Ganon has ruled it for 100 years. And uh, they stumble upon some horrible, creepy evil in a cave where they're taking their goat on a walk. Uh, and beyond that, I don't really know the details. Like, we see this kind of corpse-like creature awaken with red eyes. It might be Ganon. It might be some other villain. We see somebody get, like, whisked away. I think Link gets whisked away by a wraith. But we don't know, you know, what order those things happen in and what role they that plays in the game itself. I'm just really excited because Breath of the Wild, like, I was wondering how they would ever follow that up because that game is so huge. Um, and creating something that I think 
it eclipses that or, or builds on that that is a completely separate game would be really hard. Like if it was just like, we're throwing this all out the window. Let's make a new and different Zelda game. It'd be like, but you made the, the you made something incredible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like because Breath of the Wild is such a huge game and they spent so much time building that world. I mean, there's no way they would just hard pivot and be like, just kidding. Yeah, bye. Let's do something completely different. I mean, I guess they could, but I mean, yeah, there's so much to be yeah. explored in that world. Um, I also saw some speculation that the tiara on that like withered corpses head uh it was like the same tiara that ganondorf or something had worn in Mm -hmm. earlier game yeah and everyone's like what does it mean and um yeah i know simone did the wonderful job of recording it and then tried to play it back yeah uh, see if we could decipher any clues. Looking for secret messages. Alas, I don't think we did find anything. We didn't. Uh, it was just a really cool, nice, creepy thing. But yeah, I think a lot of people were kind of thrilled at the whole creepiness, like dark factor coming back. And um, I mean, that obviously turned heads. And it's kind of funny because, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, like that kind of reminds me of. Majora's Mask kind of thing, like that Hell kind of horror. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's you know, like the only game in the in the not the only, but I think the biggest one for me in that franchise that I really like. So that was an extra like ears perking up uh, moment, yeah. and you know, really yeah. made me reconsider playing it again. You know what else turned heads? The corpse when it woke up, it turned its head. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that alone, yeah. Worth the price of admission to my office building, um, where we now have a union contract. Hell yeah. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for your support uh, during our walkout last week. That was really cool. Um, yes. Okay, other Nintendo things. Other Nintendo <laughs> uh, things. There was some Pokemon shit. Uh, they showed a new trailer for Pokemon, and they showed... or sorry, No, they... What did they show? Because I'm mixing up. They had a very long Treehouse stream afterwards where they showed some Pokemon gameplay. Um, they didn't show um, that much. Actually, yeah. the the other new Pokemon that we knew about post, you know, the direct with the Wooloo announcement. Yeah. Um, or mostly kind of peaks at uh, the show floor where people are demoing the game. Yeah. And from that, actually, we found out that, you know, one of the new Pokemon is this electric type Corgi Pokemon named Yamper. Very important. Who has uh, a yellow heart shaped butt. (sighs) And it like its face is just I I don't know how to describe it. Like it's not quite manic. It's it's bordering on manic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has staring eyes. Yeah, just glowing, intense eyes. Um, yeah. very good, very 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 wonderful. Yeah, Dynamax. Yamper. And apparently, it will catch missed pokeballs. Yes, if you throw and miss, it'll catch your ball. Mm-hmm. God, I I am gonna play this game. I'm very excited for this Pokemon game more so than I have been for Pokemon since I was a kid. Same. I don't even, I can't even pinpoint why exactly. 
like I the previous Pokemon game I was working at Polygon when that came out and I was just like, eh, maybe it's the Switch. Maybe it's the I, fucking Switch. I mean, I think it's the Switch. I mean, definitely the Switch. And, and even then, like the mm-hmm. other Pokemon game on the Switch, the Let's Go, which, you know, as you know, I'm struggling to play with, but ha. I'm playing nonetheless. You, and, and you've played a lot of it, even though you're struggling. And it's, it's like a Pokemon Yellow type of deal, right? And yeah. so I think... This one is not obviously. This one is like a going to be a core uh, part core of the game series. So God, I'm yeah, I'm excited about Corviknight too. I really Corviknight's great. About- great. Oh, taxi. someone uh, also suggested that there be Elizabeth runs of Pokemon Sword and Shield. What's an Elizabeth run? Where you name your character <gasps> Elizabeth and have six oh! yampers. Six yampers. Yes. A whole pack. Pack, royal pack. Yes, yes, yes. Canon. Good. Uh, so they also showed, there are other things that happen in Nintendo. Animal that, Crossing. Fucking Animal Crossing, which I am so excited for and is delayed to 2020, but that's okay. It's something to live for. It is. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be 2020 anyway, yeah. so I'm not too upset. I think um, there's been some chatter, I I guess, in the community of people feeling very divided on it. Of Mm -hmm. like, this isn't, this doesn't look like New Leaf. These are weird mechanics. But, um, you know, it does. So so, enough about Animal Crossing to really, I guess, judge based on on what we saw. I mean, I think we'll we'll definitely talk more about that next week when Allegra is here. But um, the thing with the Animal Crossing that I noticed that was kind of alarming for me is the whole like there was a bit of gameplay and it said oh you obtained a flimsy axe uh-huh. implying that there's item degradation I and was gonna ask you about that because I know you hate it yeah that's why I didn't <clears throat> sorry that's why I didn't play Breath of the Wild yep. um, that's why I didn't get past 15 minutes because once I like picked up a stick and I couldn't pick up any more sticks and I was being chased and hounded and bullied <laughs> I was like, fuck this game. I'm going to play a game where I have a weapon and it doesn't break. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, it's like not even just like that. I guess it's because of the fact it's a tool, right? And obviously you're going to need this axe to harvest wood, I'm assuming. Um, But you got to harvest wood. It it looks beautiful, though. I mean, the whole beach thing... Mm Uh, Tom Nook's Getaway Island package, which is obviously very suspect and fire festival like. <laughs> oh God, Tom! Nook. I love the like meta that they've done, where it's like, oh, Isabel went to join Smash, she joined the fight, and now Tom Nook is taking everyone on an island trip, and he's charging you airfare. Yeah, and which is fair because that I mean, if I took my friends to an island, I would also want them to pay their own airplane fee- fares. Didn't he also mention, he was like, we also set up cameras everywhere. I'm like, jeez. Hmm, okay, questionable, Tom. So it's a mix of uh, Battle Royale, the movie, <laughs> and <laughs> Fire Festival. With flimsy oh, weapons that geez, break all the time. God, that does not sound good. Um, but I saw the different you know types of weather. I saw mm-hmm. people rolling a snowball. Yeah. Which was cute. Um, and there you can have gender neutral hairstyles and, and skin, skin tone tones. customization, which is very good. And that's new, right? For yeah, for a, for a core one. In Pocket Camp, you can. Not for humanity. But, oh my God. <laughs> <gasps> 
God. But yes, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, there. Uh, except for, yes, the item degradation that was making me sweat. We'll I don't know if I can we'll do that. See. There's so much good shit. Um, okay. Is that pretty much all the exciting stuff from Nintendo besides Link's Awakening, which is just, it's a given. I'm Adorable. excited. We'll see. September 20th, eight days before my birthday. What a what a wonderful gift Nintendo gives to me. Um, I got back into Pokemon Go this week, and I'm pretty upset about it. You seem very, very intent on playing it. I've noticed you playing it very seriously. Ah, it's because the fucking Pokemon, it's so frustrating when they, like will move right before right as you throw your ball sometimes mm. they'll be like I'm doing my struggle move <laughs> and then yeah, the ball won't hit them and it's it, it, I thought you were gonna say that you were playing um, more Pokemon I thought you were gonna say why and Fuck I, off, I was Sharon. gonna be like do they come out for E3 it was um, because basically I think Russ and I, Mike, I think, were like, everyone's coming into town for E3. It's going to be a Pokemon party. And I was like, fine, I'll re-download Pokemon Go. It's the improved since 2016 when I last played it. Is it? It has, it has improved. Oh. Um, I found a bunch of Pokemon in my inventory with names like <gasps> mm, Sweaty <laughs> Wink Face. What? And Wait, who was that? A big Clefable. With Wait, which one is, is it Clefairy and then Clefable or the other way around? Clefairy is the small one, and then it's Clefable. It's a big Clefable. Yeah, called mm, Sweaty Wink Face. (laughs) Don't you also have one named Baby? Yes, I have a Clefairy named Baby, and it's my buddy. So every time, every so often, there's a little pop-up that says, Baby found a candy. (laughs) And I love Baby. I was really into collecting Clefairies in 2016. I have a Clefairy named Soup, which I don't remember. I have Baby. I have Little Miracle. Whoa. I know. I know. That sounds like a horse name. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I found a Golbat uh, that I named after my best friend. (laughs) These are good discoveries. It's like little time capsules. It is, but not embarrassing like old tweets. Um. So let's talk about Ubisoft. Uh, specifically, let's start with Watch Dogs 3. Watch because Dogs. that shit looks great. So before E3, um, there was that uh, article on Kotaku about basically how you can play as any character in Watch Dogs Legion. Just anyone on the street. Play as anyone. And I saw that and I was like... I may rescind my thoughts that this would probably be good because I can't imagine a way in which that would work. And our big concern was that it would be the kind of thing where it's like, you can play as any character, but uh, you, you're just controlling their mind because you're a hacker. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Like I want that. that to be your next like audio drama. That voice? Yeah, telling that story. Controlling their mind because you're a hacker. But instead, Ashley, it's not like that at all. So they revealed during their um, incredibly good beginning of their press conference before the interminable, boring middle of their press conference (laughs) um, that 
basically, uh, you, you will probably start off as a character, but you can recruit other characters to DeadSec, which is the hacker cell that is kind of at the center of each of the Watch Dogs games. And if, and there's permadeath. So if the character you're controlling dies, you'll get an option to like either surrender and have that character taken to jail or whatever, or let them die. And then you'll go to a new member of DeadSec and they will pick up sort of the mission that that other character who died was doing because, you know, you're all part of the same organization. That is some cool shit! That's some cool shit. What a good idea. And recruitment mechanics. The two things that I love. Cool shit, recruitment mechanics. I didn't know you like recruitment mechanics. Oh, baby! Do I like recruitment mechanics? You m- yes. So did you like that, like, assigning assassins missions mini game thing in... I don't even remember what it was. I can't your face. I can't. <laughs> I can't figure out what you're talking about. But you know where like that you pull up and there's like a, a bunch of regions and that there are these missions and then you can like delegate assassins to that. You can pick which assassins like that you can send and then, you know, then like they accomplish the thing and then their rank goes up and then, I don't know, maybe you have money or some shit. I don't In know. what game? it's an assassin's creed game okay it's an assassin's creed game sure what but am i imagining this no you definitely do that i remember because i was in what is now hungary oh wait is that in like brotherhood or revelations yes okay that kind of recruitment fuck i guess not or do you well, not remember? No. Okay. But they have a they. You can recruit people to your ship in uh, Odyssey, and it is great. Well, so what do you do? Do you, to bleh, recruit people in Odyssey? You have to um, disarm them without killing them, and then uh, beat the shit out of them <gasps> until they're on the ground, and then you can be like, "Hey, join my ship." Oh my. God, this is the same premise as Pokemon. Yes. You go over, you approach, you beat the shit out of them, and then you're like, want to join my team? You bring them into the family. So when you're recruiting someone, does this, uh, it's always from a hostile enemy? Like it can't just be like a neutral NPC that you want to- it, it depends. There are some like quest characters. Uh, like there's this woman named Odessa who. This is a weird quest. I. She's Tell great. Me. She's like Odysseus's granddaughter. Um, and you meet her when you're looking for a shroud in Odysseus's decrepit castle. Uh, he's not alive anymore because that was like thousands of years before Odyssey takes place. Because ancient Greece is very long. Oh. You meet her and she's like, I want to go to adventures too, just like my grand, my namesake, Odysseus. I'm Odessa, and Cassandra can be like, Yeah, fuck. Yeah, flirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next time you meet her, she's taking care of her dying father, and the flirt options are still there. So all the conversations are like, "I feel so guilty. I have to stay here and take care of my dying father." And Cassandra can be like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm so sorry." Or Cassandra can be like, "I want to fuck though," <gasps> and it's. <laughs> So I didn't sleep with her for a really long Why? time because I was like, this is the wrong time, Cassandra. You can't say this to her. Um, but eventually, oh. I think her dad does die. On the contrary. And in, then you can recruit her. In, End in of that movies, story. people do that all the time. They're like, you know, and when they're mourning, they just do it. 
yeah, but I feel like I would want her to be the one to bring that up. Mm. Not like, ah, oh, yeah, hey, nice to see you again. Sorry about your dad. Want to fuck though? I would love to see the response, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, she's probably into it because flirt options, man. Or maybe, do you think she'd get mad at you and be like, excuse <gasps> me, this maybe. is not the time. Anyway, um, so recruitment. Recruit- <laughs> you can recruit people in Watchdogs Legion, which takes place in London. Um, and I am back on board, baby. Uh, it looks real cool. Have you played any of the Watch Dogs games before? I didn't play one. I played two, and I liked it. It was good. It was underrated. People didn't care about it or think about it or read about it because nobody cares about Watch Dogs. Oh. But I hope that they will like this. My theory. Here's my theory. Watch Dogs 1 was just like kind of sterile and boring and too too generic. Mm. Watch Dogs 2, they... It's like really cool and very bright and colorful, but they, the tone is a little bit too much. Like, hello, fellow hackers, uh, we're cool memes. But in Watchdogs Legion, I think they're actually hitting the right note there because they showed an, a retired assassin grandmother in the press conference, uh, and everyone lost their minds over her. I think they finally get what people want, and it's grandmothers. I do love that she tried to kind of flip over this rail, but she did it so slowly. And that does, like, it was hilarious. But it was also, it did make me alarmed in that I was like, oh my God, she's going to be so vulnerable to get. I wouldn't, I don't want, because, you know, there is permadeath. There is. God I, I don't want to have to watch Helen die. Yeah, no. I'm keeping Helen alive at all costs. I mean, if she dies, I'm just going to restart my game. Pretty much. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think you're not the only person I've seen be like, fuck that. No. I'm going to main Helen. <laughs> Immediately delete save file. Yeah. God. Also, on another separate note, Growlithe sucks ass. Wow. What makes They will you say not that? stay in my goddamn Pokeballs. I can't figure out how to fucking catch them. They're the fucking worst. Have you fed them any berries? I'm feeding them the berries. I'm feeding them the bananas. I don't it's think they just- like the bananas. They do like the bananas. <laughs> you pelting them with a banana. You like you these. You like these. <laughs> Eat them. You love these. These are your favorite fruit. Get in my balls. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to bring in our producer, Jelani, to talk about Roller Champions. Because uh, so far, he's he's the only person here who's actually played a game for me 3 <laughs> This is depressing. Well, look, we're stuck in New York. That, to we be are fair. Stuck well, here. actually, no. We could have downloaded that demo, and we did not. Mm. Hi, Jelani. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hi. Hey. What's up? Not much. This How long is... have you been a producer for the Polygon show? Mm-hmm. Um, since pretty early. I think I came in like in the like twentieth episode or something like that. It, it was like Damn. February ish, February March when I nice. first got to Vox. And this is your first time. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah. This is weird. I feel weird being on this side of the <laughs> studio. Yeah. I can't see you over yes. there anymore. I know. Laughing at all your jokes. They are great. Now, you, now we'll be able to hear you. I also I want to do a brief shout out because you did all the sound effects on our one hundredth episode. Yes. Our yes. Pokemon I did. RPG. I was so nervous editing that podcast <laughs> that episode. We were so nervous too because we had never ever done anything like that before and I was like ah. I, I remember being very overbearing in Slack when I was waiting for your your cuts <laughs> on it and I was like I really want this to be good yeah but I think um, it turned out really great uh, everybody liked it so that's cool yeah you did an amazing job 
Uh, so you played Roller Champions. Yes. And you actually fucking like it. Yes, it is so much fun. Um, so Ubisoft put out a game called Roller Champions. It's kind of like in the same vein of like Rocket League. Uh, you are it's three against three. Uh, it's a blue team and orange team, and you're going around this circle. This uh, a I'm, track. Yeah, a mm. track. Yes. In the roller derby. Yeah, mm. and you have to uh, knock down your opponents and get the ball. It's kind of like a snitch type of thing, <laughs> and then you get, that's the only way I think I can think of uh, um, describing it. And you have to get into the goal, but. Um, depending on how many laps you do around the rink, it adds on to the amount of points you get when you throw it into the goal. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much fun, so much fun. The demo is out from June 10th to June 14th, so I think when this episode airs, it might be the last day you can play it. Yeah. But it's um, free to play on PC, and it's so much fun. My friends and I have been playing it pretty much nonstop, like between that and Dauntless. Mm -hmm. uh, That's been like the games we've been like pretty obsessed with, and it's super-duper fun. Um, it's the pre-alpha right now, so there is like some bugs. Like you can uh, like smash into your opponents and knock them down and get like yeah. the ball. Sometimes when you are smashing into people, it just doesn't register, and they're able to like you know go about and do their things. No. Like the opponents can when you have the ball and you want to not get knocked down, you can do like a like a fake out kind of like a juke yeah. move. So I think in that regards, like there's some there's like small bugs that happen. Um, but besides that, it's a pretty good alpha. Like when you're going around uh, around the track, mm-hmm. um, so each time you go around carrying the ball, it adds value to it. But then if the opponents steal it, you you start from zero. Exactly. Again. Yeah. Oh! yeah. So there's been a it's few times stressful. when my friends and I have been trying to like come back from like a like from a lead, and mm-hmm. we've just try to like go around the the rink as many times as possible then we get knocked down then we have to start all over again so it's stressful but it's so much fun it's like that good type of stressful like the same thing with like rocket league when you're playing Mm -hmm. rocket league yeah like you're like super stressed out but when you get like a point it's like super rewarding when you win a match it's rewarding so i highly highly recommend it i think it's gonna probably come out early 2020 Mm -hmm. so that's a little unfortunate you get a little taste now but i think it's gonna be that just a means really, they're looking, they're finding all the bugs right yeah, now yeah, in this yeah. test. I think it's going to be like a super duper popular game. I can see it like blown up. We had footage of that go up on our guides channel, uh, and I had to watch through it just to make sure it was like fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing I that struck me most about it was just that there, when you're going around the track right now in this version of the game, there's no music, so it's just like these soft skate sounds Ooh. just like yeah. Sh- yeah and it's pretty cool and then click, when click, click, click. I think when you get to a certain like so it's like after, roller skate ASMR yeah yeah so when you get to so after every match you win you get these things called you you get like fans so mm. like depending on how well you do in the game it like mm-hmm. also like there's kind of like a ranking system like whoever does like the most work during like the match like it kind of like puts your name first against like oh. you know the two other players are on your team so you get like a certain amount of fans and i assume once you acquire a certain amount of fans you can get sponsorships and it, it can <gasps> get like different perks so um is it yeah. but it's more of a cartoony sports game than like a, a yeah a team simulator yeah yeah so I, what, what i was going going for is um after like i guess a certain amount of fans you get to a rink that has like an announcer and the announcer is like pretty cool. Like if anybody is uh, familiar with like the NBA streets, like video game series, yeah. like the announcer is kind of like the best part. So it's a kind of like a comedic announcer that kind of like, you know, does like commentary on like all the players and like the plays and stuff like that kind of like nice. adds on to it. So, and the music Some is actually kind of fire. Like there's like, 
there's music from uh, I think Grimes and like a few other oh, people. It's like what? EDM pop inspired, but oh, it goes fun. with the whole vibe of it. Like really enjoyable to listen to. Oh yeah, I want to try it at least just because it's free. We we actually did download it on our computer in the den and we were going to cap it and then it was just like, no, life is getting in the way. There are so many E3 things to do. Mm-hmm. Ah! I highly recommend it. I think everybody should play it at least once while the alpha is still going on. Hell yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's really cool that Ubisoft is doing something like that, that it, it it's quite unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very untapped sport for video games. Mm-hmm. And it's also a very aesthetically appealing and unique sport in yeah. real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Ma- it definitely makes me want to watch like an actual like roller derby match now. I do want to go yeah. watch an actual roller derby mm-hmm. match now. Yeah. I bet it would sound a lot different than just like the, the soft <laughs> ASMR noises of skates. That sounds nice. And balls yeah. hitting hands. Wait, so, <laughs> so you can turn off the music? and then just listen to that just like the sounds yeah there is music like the music does play during the matches but uh-huh. I mean it's like I, I recommend playing with like your friends uh-huh. as opposed to playing with strangers because like communication is definitely key oh yeah in these I games, bet. especially if like you know one of your opponents has like the ball and he's like more in front of you and there's uh-huh. people and like the other team is trying to knock him down yeah. so a lot of the times like it'll be like I'll be more on the defense side so like uh-huh. my friend and I will be like knocking down our opponents so the person who has the ball can like safely yeah and everything yeah there's definitely got to be a lot of strategy involved there like yeah. on the fly too because yeah. things change I, like so fast i imagine yeah they like do you, change really fucking fast yeah it's a very like <laughs> fast-paced game and like a lot of concentration i feel like goes into it like How? we've been like learning different like strats in order to use in order to like best keep the ball away from the opponents by mm-hmm. and also like get enough uh, laps around the rank in order to like get points and everything. Did you guys find that it was best to stick together or kind of spread out on the track and in different parts of the track? Um, I say I, I think as long as you have a person that's kind of like designated to like you kind of have a, a, a player that's like designated um, to like get like the point and everything mm-hmm. and you have like the other two people on the team in order to like being like the more like defense I think that would be good. But like like I said, like communication is definitely key. Like that role changes on the fly. Like I'm I'd yeah. rather be the person knocking down opponents because I'm just more confident in like defending. But if I if I'm closer to the ball, then I'm gonna be the one that's gonna be like yeah. the main guy that has like the has the ball. So what are the uh like mechanics controls like? Cause you know in Rocket League, like it it takes a lot of getting used to, right? Yeah. It's like pretty out of control, but yeah, honestly, the the game the gameplay like the controls and everything was like pretty good so far. Like, um, uh, I use I I played it on my my gaming laptop and I used a, an Xbox controller with it. So you would um kind of like you can like slide up a wall and then if you hold down the left trigger, I believe you would kind of like kind of crouch down and like gain some speed. Oh, so a lot of people would kind of be like weaving in and out and oh, that's kind of cool. like gaining speed like that. Um. You know, and X is to like smash into people, and also if you have like the ball, then you can like you can juke and like move out of the way. So mm. like the controls were like pretty pretty good. Nothing seemed too wonky. I think it's mm-hmm. just more of like if you're trying to if you're trying to make like a like a last minute like decision mm-hmm. or like a quick decision, it's kind of like takes getting used to a little bit just because like the um like gameplay is so fast paced. That's crazy um, that they have a, a 
a juke option. Yeah, it's super helpful. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm I've ever seen that yeah, no, <laughs> ever in a game, but I don't play a lot of sports games. Obviously. Yeah, no, it's very reminiscent of like NBA streets or even like the NFL streets, like the EA big games where mm-hmm. you would be kind of like you hold the ball, but you need like a different like trick move in order to get around. And, it, and it's super helpful. Like you can also mm. jump, but like that juke move comes in like very handy, especially yeah. if there's like two or three people trying to come up behind you and like knock you down. Mm-hmm. It, it's super helpful. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling us about Roller Champions. Thank you for letting me talk about this. I was Yay. so excited. I was like, please, someone mention this. <laughs> I think you said, if <laughs> if nobody talks about Roller Champions, I'm coming in there. Yeah. And I was like, actually. <laughs> it worked out. Uh, but yeah. thank you, guys. Thank, yeah, thank you. you. So those were the highlights of what Ubisoft showed. And the rest of their conference was, I swear to God, 40 minutes of paramilitary shooters. Oh, lots of ghost recon ghost stuff. Recon Tom Rainbow Clancy stuff. Six, the division. Yeah. It was so boring. Yeah. It all Even when John Bernthal came out with his dog. I, you know, I will <sighs> never say no to a dog, but I cannot help but think that they really just rallied at the last minute. Like, yo, you got a dog or something? Because they got Keanu Reeves, and I don't know how we're going to follow that. Keanu. Scream. Keanu. Jelani's nodding. Keanu. 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 During Microsoft's, Xbox's keynote, this was the moment that shocked all of us, because like their their conference p- parts of it had leaked earlier, um, so there was a kind of feeling of eh, whatever we know what they're gonna show, and then at the end of the cyberpunk trailer, Keanu fucking Reeves showed up it, as a character in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and then he showed up in real life on the stage, and he said a lot of words that meant nothing. <laughs> He said that we were all breathtaking. He said we're breathtaking. He said cyberpunk. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we, we. I had. I think Simone broke out that clip herself without yeah. any prompt from me, and I love that I have it. It's him. Yeah, he does like a weird crouch lunge, and he doesn't quite know what to do with his upper body, so he sort of towers and kind of shakes a little, and he's like, cyberpunk. He did a lot of just like flailing. Kind of, yeah, like you said, lunging yeah. and then pointing. <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> to nothing. It was good. I loved it. Look at this. Check this out. He was like a desperate magician. Oh. I think they, I think they told him like two facts about the game beforehand and they're and one of the facts was it's called cyberpunk and the other fact was people are really excited about it keanu and he kind he worked on that he worked through that information i guess he also knew that it took place in a futuristic dystopia or whatever because he did get at that a little bit but mostly he was like Cyberpunk. You know the one of the greatest things about Keanu Reeves, besides his wonderful generosity Aura. and humanity, yeah, um, and everything else, is that you know I feel like he's just a dork. Yeah, you know, because like the way he says things and like gets excited, you could tell like he wasn't really. 
I mean, he was expecting, sure, like a reaction, but then like coupled with the fact that, yeah, he probably didn't know too much about the game either, that he just seemed to be like excited to be on stage. He's like, video games, games. cyberpunk. And, you know, someone from the crowd yelled like, you're breathtaking. And then he just kind of giggled and was like, um, uh, you're breathtaking. And he did the, the, the little point and then he pointed again and then... Did the Oprah, Kiana went full Oprah and went, you're all breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Everybody's breathtaking. And everyone was like, just applause. brought me so much joy. There was nothing that could follow up to that that would live up to (sighs) that pure joy. I know. That's what I thought until the Final Fantasy VIII remaster. But this was a pretty good E3 for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley. I don't know about everybody else with gaming. Oh, I didn't even talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Wow, we didn't even get to Square Enix yet. I'm sorry. I mean, we kind of started there and then veered. We juked away from Square Enix. We juked for a long time, which is the opposite of what a juke is. Fortunately, there's our show title. (laughs) What is it? Long juke? Juked for a very long time? Just we juked, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We juked. Um... Yeah, so the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> remaster really quickly. I just got to get my comments in. Uh, looks beautiful. Um, the gameplay was uh, what I expected it to be, but I, I'm not quite sure if I like it or not. I mean, that's hard to tell mm-hmm. when, you know, if you're not actually playing it. And they did say that it was subject to change, um, you know, but it seems to be like this real time kind of like action hack and slashy, but they also have an ATB in the corner. What? what? And then they seem to also borrow a lot of mechanics from, battle mechanics from Final Fantasy thirteen. which I hate that I know this, right? Because I hate played. I didn't even fucking finish it. I'm like almost at the end of it, but I, I remember getting Final Fantasy thirteen. I don't care if I said this before. I'm going to say it really quickly. Say it again. Final Fantasy thirteen at Apex a couple years ago, right? It was, I think it was like literally like $15. It was like really, no, not even. I think it was $7. It was really, it was absurdly cheap. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I didn't play this. Fuck it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get this game. Uh, played this game. Uh, I just have finished, I feel like, at least 75% of it. Um, I hate all of it. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, I love Lightning, though. I think she's amazing and everything about her style. But Jesus, I feel like, I don't know. I think it was a rude awakening coming from like a game as painstaking like Final Fantasy VIII in, the, in battle and then going to this and I described it as like Final Fantasy for dummies like if you've literally never played a game before in that like everyone's sort of auto during their thing but you can switch like oh no yeah you have these battle presets where like someone is you know you're gonna couple it with like healing and then this thing yeah and so there's like presets that you literally switch through in battle and like it kind of auto plays out I mean it does require actually like on the fly you know planning so i'm not going to discount it there but just overall oh my god just god and her sister oh god just i'm sorry i know i'm gonna get a lot of shitty tweets about this but i know a lot of people are gonna be angry but god just the worst game i've ever disgusting but i kept playing it disgusting so anyway there's a stagger system which is like you know you hit it enough times the stagger meter will fill up and you know when it does fill up you do extra damage to it Mm -hmm. and then in this one it seems like kind of confusing because cloud is hacking 
hacking, not yeah. watchdogs hacking, but like with a sword. But then the, your ATB is like kind of filling up on its own. And when it fills up, you can do other shit, right? And you can switch from character to character. So it's like, okay, that's interesting. That's kind of like, all right, whatever. And then we're seeing this thing. We see Cloud. No, 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 no. We see Bear, obviously. Then we finally see Tifa, my <gasps> queen, my savior. And I, I'm sorry, but I, so I wrote a thing briefly on Polygon about like we just looked at the details because we're released these very high quality photos and renders of the characters and I looked at some of the differences in their costumes and stylistic differences and you could very clearly see the bias because Tifa's paragraph opens with like our perfect beautiful queen and then literally the first sentence for Aerith is like she pretty much looks the same (laughs) except her shoulders it's just like so matter of fact and wrote and then like Tifa's is just like of course you went she's, off. she's just perfect and wonderful and everything about her is just preserved she's wonderful she's beautiful and meanwhile Earth is like yeah so she had these really big shoulder pads I don't know what those were about but they got rid of them <laughs> <laughs> like the stark difference and I was like wow there is some bias in this reporting <clears throat> um, but yes that's what we saw Tifa's wonderful they in action they teased so much like they during the <sighs> opening they were they didn't show her and then during the con the, the conversation between two of the Square Enix people they were like when, are, when can we see, see Tifa and the guy was like sometime soon like with no indication that like it's gonna be today bitches I thought like and when she showed up like the whole audience you Twitter exploded the audience began to howl um loudly yes yes uh everyone loves her of course they do everybody loves Tifa uh, they did, however, I mean, I'm just going to say, I have to address, I mean, you can't not address yeah. it, is that she did get a breast reduction. Oh, I, I mean, didn't see that. That's like one of her defining features in the original game is her big rack. Yes. Which is fine. And her big heart. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I'm looking for the article that you wrote. Um, oh, geez. No, don't do it. Oh, oh. I just want to see. I just want to see pictures. Oh, I forgot to actually include that uh, if you zoom in, as I did, because I love she her so amazing. much. In her, in Tifa's like skirt pleats, like in the slits, mm-hmm. there are little skulls. That's so fucking cool. Tifa shops at Hot Topic. Confirmed. Maybe. Midgard does have several locations Um, for Hot Topic. But really cool because there are, so with the high-res images they released, um, I zoomed in and I could see that, um, so they changed up her weapons a little bit and like there are engravings now, like very, very Mm -hmm. tiny engravings and markings on her, um, I guess like her fists and like the plates. And they look like these um, Nordic runes. And I was like, why would she have those? Maybe because her hometown is Nibelheim. Yeah, they have a lot of weird Norse references. Oh, it's Final Fantasy. They fucking love European mythology and folklore. Fucking love it. Um, But I I love it. I think it looks great. I think she looks great. I think the whole thing is great. Mm -hmm. I just 
was a bit shocked, but not surprised, but also disturbed that they said the content would span two Blu-ray discs. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. All I want, I thought the gameplay looked like whatever. I don't really care. This, let me. I think I can. I think we can all agree that's not why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to look at the beautiful characters. But where are Reno and Rude? <gasps> yes. Where are they? Where I wonder if where they're... are they? <sighs> I think they'll just be a surprise. <sighs> oh, also Kate Sith. I mean, whatever the rope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> No one cares about Kate Sith, the cat robot. But okay. I, uh, Reno and Rude. I guess I can be excited Rufus. for Rufus. I did not enjoy all of the chatter, the like party chatter that was happening during the battle. It seemed like a bit oh, much. Oh, they, they do have a lot of voice lines. Like, you're banter. right, chatter. A lot of banter in there. Julia Lee, our uh, co-worker who runs the Rift Herald website, which whose name I did get correct, judging by the way Ashley is nodding at me. Um, she kept saying, "Oh, people were asking for you know for more party dialogue, and people are asking for more time spent in Midgard." And now Square is like, "Yeah, all right, they're talking every two seconds. They're just yelling at each other over the battle. And also, you're gonna spend fifty hours in Midgard, two Blu-ray discs. Maybe is this what you fucking wanted? Is this what you wanted?" It, it, it um, is. And they're smashing it in our faces as our blood yeah. runs hot yeah. on our, which drips down our chin. Smashing <laughs> yes. the two Blu-rays into my face. Is this what you wanted? Shut up. Stop asking for a remake. Here it fucking is. I know. Um, so, but I am, uh, I, I just, I just want to see the fucking Turks. And when I do, then I can be peaceful and, ju- and, and happy. So that's our show. That's our show. That's it. That's Smashly, Simone and Ashley's E3 special. Hey, you should share this show with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that can help other people find the show and then hopefully they can enjoy it too. Also, send us some emails at... Oh, God, we should have read some fucking emails, Ashley! Well, That's we, what we should have done I with our time. I, well, there was a lot of Final Fantasy talk, you know? It was man, it was really important. It's true. Well, here's one from CJ Alicondro. I've never played Final Fantasy VII before. Do I play the version that just got ported to the Switch, or do I wait to play the PS4 remake next year? I know this is more of a philosophical question, but I'm flummoxed. They're such different games, CJ. Uh, nice to see you again, by the way. Really reductive answer, CJ. If Both. you don't really give a shit that much about Final Fantasy VII, then just play the remake. Yeah. But if you're interested in it at all <laughs> beyond that, then I think it's worth playing just to see like how they deliver the original storyline. Yeah. Uh, and and that's. <sighs> I mean, the yeah. gameplay is going to be just super different. So I, I think very... it kind of, if you like classic old ass turn based games. Yeah. If you uh, can, if you have the patience and everything to withstand uh, random encounters and ATB battles, then go for it. If you hate that shit and you can't sit through it, don't play it. Don't. Then just wait. Thank you, CJ. That's just an example of an email that we've received. Oops. And you can send one to Polygon Show at Polygon.com. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. <laughs>